Happy Woo Wednesdays! Welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. Today is my 50th episode, I can't believe it! And I chose a very special guest, Christine Chang. She is no stranger to the wedding industry, and I call her the love doctor. Go buy her book on Amazon, Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women. Today we have something very new. The conversation is all about love and not business. If you are a high performer wedding pro looking for love or wanting to improve your existing relationships, you are going to love this episode. And if you're loving my podcast, please leave me a review or screenshot this episode and post to IG with a tag. And of course, download my free guide to generate constant leads. Back to the show. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. I have a very, very special guest today. I'm so excited. She's a dating coach for high performers, former celebrity wedding photographer. Her name is Christine Chang, and she's a relationship author and speaker based in Los Angeles. And she helps high-performing women create the relationship of their dreams by teaching self-awareness, boundaries, accountability, and communication skills. Her book, Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, has helped thousands of professional women all over the world finding their life partner. And I'm a hopeless romantic and infatuated with love and relationships. So I'm super excited for this conversation. Welcome, Christine Chang. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay. Say hello to all the viewers on YouTube and all the listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello, wedding photographers. Hello, wedding event professionals. My fellow peers, or should I say ex-peers, because I was in the industry for 15 15 years, so I know exactly what it's like. Yes, I've been following you. I've been a fangirl of yours from since I became a wedding photographer 12 years ago. So I've been following your amazing work. A lot of my friends, um, you they sign up for your workshops, um, and you help them like attract high-end clientele. Um, But yeah, I just been loving everything that you're putting out on social media. And when I saw that you wrote a book, I was super excited for you. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it's been um, a journey, this, uh, what do they call it? Career pivot. (laughs) Um, It's, yeah, it's it's completely different from what I was doing before. I guess the only overlap would be the, the draw towards romance and connection and all that because as wedding photographers or wedding professionals most of us have that that's why we're in the industry that connection is very uh, appealing to us and so i always wanted it for myself and i had a lot of trouble dating and in my personal uh romantic relationships before i met my husband i'm like oh my 
gosh, like, why is this so hard? Is there something wrong with me? And I knew I wasn't the only one. Mm. And so I dove into it um, over the span of years, of course, right? Doing introspection, personal growth. And and I wanted to provide a resource for women who may be in a similar situation because there's a lot of resources out there about how-tos, but very few people talk about the emotions that come with it, how painful it can feel, how frustrating. Mm. And especially if you're a high performer and you're good at a lot of things, including your work and your friends, and you're like, I come from a good family. Like, I'm funny. Like, what is there something wrong with me? Why is this part of my life so challenging? And so I wanted to offer a resource for women who may be going through that to ease it a bit and to help give clarity. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of in the niche of your own. So that's why I feel like your book has done so well on Amazon. And I feel like like you've been going, I've been seeing you go with like to all those workshops. And I thought it was so cool because you're the only person doing what you're doing. And I think of you kind of like the love doctor. Yeah. And I it's I would have never guessed that I would have been in this industry if you would have asked me just because it was something I was never good at, Mm. you know, like coaching people on relationships. I was brought up in a like Asian household where I did not learn healthy communication. I didn't I was never asked, what are you feeling? I had to seek these things out when I became an, an adult and I did so much work on it that I realized, oh, my gosh, like I'm I have. I'm pretty good at this now. You know, I've learned how to be good at this. I've learned how to create the relationship of my dreams. Like there is a blueprint here and it's, it was not an easy route for me. Um, I don't think any personal growth is, is easy, but it's worth it in the end if you want to create the life that you want. Wow. Okay. So when were you like in your wedding photography journey? Like what year did you meet your now amazing husband? Uh, okay, so uh, Pete, I met him, oh, what is it, like six and a half years ago. Okay. And I, I had already had thoughts that I wanted to stop photographing weddings. That is one tip I will give for actually anyone in any industry is because sometimes we're short-sighted and we just start doing things, especially when you're younger. You're like, I want to travel the world and you know photograph weddings and it's super fun and in my 20s, it was super fun and early 30s. And then slowly I started to think, like, do I still want to be doing this in my 40s, 50s, 60s? And I knew mm-hmm. it's something that I did not want to do forever. But I didn't really make an exit plan. I didn't know what would be next. I, sometimes I'm very go with the flow. I'm like, I'll figure it out when I get there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But because I had no plan in place, the transition was very slow to let go of the wedding photography because mm-hmm. a lot of emotions come up like fear and, oh, my gosh, I worked so hard to build a certain reputation to charge a certain amount. And saying no to those really well-paying weddings was very difficult for me. Yes. Um, and also not having the clarity of what was next, because when you don't have the clarity, it's hard to have the confidence to take action and you know, make steps, you know? So that's actually what I teach when it comes to creating the relationship of your dreams as well Is the clarity is very important because then you will have the confidence to take action. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So you were, you know, in your mid, uh, like middle of your career for wedding photography, were you dating um, guys that just 
kind of didn't really accept you for who you are as like ambitious woman or did you go through some bad breakups and that's when you had to kind of go through this journey of like self-help and like self-awareness? Yeah, all, all of it. So I had my heart broken. I got cheated on. Um, I had a pattern of choosing emotionally unavailable people. Okay. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, I had a, also had a pattern at what point that I like to fix people too. I would choose the mm. fixer uppers and I had to look into why I was doing that. Cause it just, it doesn't work. If you, if you choose someone emotionally unavailable, like that does not work. I'm like, what am I trying to create here? Okay. I, I kind of worked backwards. Like what's the final result I want. And mm. then what, what do I do to get there? And I'm like, choosing someone emotionally unavailable is not, that's, step one, that does not work. So I had to break my jaw <laughs> towards that. And I talk about it more in depth in my book of, and it usually comes from childhood stuff, right? Like, why does this feel familiar to me that I have to chase love? Mm. And, it, and it was a process for me. It was a process. And uh, I learned a lot. And over time, I started to get more clarity and choose better. Oh, that's so interesting. I I feel like, you know, just thinking about what we were saying and thinking about my past, I felt like my dad was kind of like, he was, he, he gave me a lot of compliments like, oh, you're great. You're the best. But he would also give me like neg, like negs, like why, why weren't you the fastest at tennis? Or um, why, like still to this day, he's like, if I say I have this many weddings. He's like, why do you have so many weddings? Like you're not charging enough. And then if I say I don't have a wedding, he goes, why aren't you, why don't you have a wedding? Like, are you struggling? And I see the way he talks to my kids too. Like, oh, why are you climbing? Only boys climb. And I think it really like affected me to the, um, to kind of like the extent where like, I don't feel like good enough. And I felt like I would attract like men that were not emotionally available. Yeah, yeah. And that's very common with overachievers, high performers, is you mm -hmm. feel like you're not good enough. And yeah, it's uh it it takes work, right? To get <laughs> to get out of that when you're spoken to like that. And it's just like a cultural difference too. Cause I've I've spoken to my mom about it. She's like, I don't I don't hear what I'm saying as criticism. And I uh -huh. said, I hear it as criticism, mom, and it sounds very negative to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love your mom. I love the videos that you post. It's so it's like classic, like tiger mom, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, Aww. the not good enough. It's um, it's it's actually an affirmation that I had, and I wrote it on like little sticky notes, and I stuck them all over my house for like a couple years. I remember when my husband, the first time he came over my house, he. He saw some of the notes. He's uh -huh. like, okay, Mrs. I'm good enough. I'm like, those are my affirmations. <laughs> yeah, you have to like, everything comes down to self-love. Okay, so when you finally like, you know, knew what you wanted, you wrote it down, you have this vision, um, you had self-love, did Pete like miraculously come out of the blue and like sweep you off your feet? Yeah, he came pretty fast when I learned to start saying no to wasn't okay. working because I think previously I probably probably would have let things drag on like oh maybe he'll change he'll turn around but I got so clear on what I wanted and I had done so much work on myself that I had wanted someone who could meet me where I was so that's someone who wants to be in a relationship wants the possibility of getting married and have 
kids. I didn't want someone who was unsure about me, you know, like someone yeah. without integrity, those were all no's. So the quicker I was able to say no and, you know, be in my power, help have that self-love, it just felt easier and easier. And the more, I, I just remember like the quick, the no's got quicker and I met Pete shortly after that. Wow. That's so amazing. Why do you think it's hard for high achievers or successful women to attract these good men in our lives? Yeah, there. I, I think it's what we spoke about is the the self-confidence, the, the good enough. A lot of times mm. we're confident in our achievements, but when it comes down to self-confidence, like, do you feel lovable if you strip all of that stuff away? Do you feel like you could <gasps> oh just be okay. you? I got chills. <laughs> I got... I think I put two and two together because we mistake like our achievements and conf confidence with actual true self-love. It's totally different. It's two different things. Yeah. So do you feel like you're lovable just being you without all the other stuff? So that, yeah, that's step one. I think that makes it difficult. I think it can also be difficult that um, sometimes it can go the opposite way where you feel like other people aren't competent enough for you. <laughs> I because I, I hear that from women too, you know, they almost like talk down and they don't give grace to other mm. people because they're hard on themselves too, which makes them very good at their work, you know, because you push yourself, you might like criticize yourself, but then you have to give other people grace because no one's perfect. Everyone's human, including yourself. You know, and a lot of times sometimes we want to do like the eyeball roll, like, oh my gosh, this guy. But you have to understand like people one person is not good at everything. So you have to, or I mean, I really had to learn that too, to like be really gentle on myself and in turn be gentle on other people that it's okay that they're not good at everything or they know what you need all the time or that they get it right all the time. Uh, do you know Esther yeah. Perel? I, I don't. Uh, she's a, a, a psychotherapist. She, she's amazing, but she talks about how we expect one person to be our everything. Like uh -huh. humans used to live in villages and you would get that from your community. And now we want that in one person, mm. but it's just, it's impossible. Like my husband, there's no way that he can get me in ways that my girlfriends do. Mm. That's just mm -hmm. impossible. My girlfriend's know what I need naturally better than he does just because there's just a different connection there and that's okay and in the beginning sometimes it feels like disappointing like oh he should know this like yeah but, but that it's okay the most important thing is that they're trying they care and that they're trying those are two things I think amazing qualities for a long-term partner versus because you can meet someone who totally gets you but then they have no integrity or they cheat or they don't want you know, they don't want to be in a, an exclusive relationship with you, but they get you, right? <laughs> that, I mean, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, have, you really have to get your priorities straight when you are wanting to create a long term relationship of what are the most important things. Mm, and I, okay, again, I, I, yeah, so I write about that in my book as well. And I, there's questions to help you get clear on those things. Oh, I love that. What do you love most about your husband? His patience. And what does he love most about you? I love his patience. Okay. Uh, I, I need a patient partner. Uh, being a type A woman, I I need that. And it's, you know how they say, 
your favorite thing about someone's also your least favorite thing. So oh, yeah. whatever, whatever you ask for, right? There's always the other side of yeah, it. Yeah. So a patient person, sometimes I feel like he's so fucking slow. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm really impatient. So I'm like, oh my gosh. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way because uh, I, I, I don't want the the impatient person. I, I've dated that. My, my mom was that and it didn't feel good. And uh-huh. so I was clear on what I wanted. So yeah, that's my favorite thing about him. And he has said that his favorite thing about me initially was my confidence and my independence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're he's patient. You're a mover and shaker. And but you need that patient man to, you know, go for all your aspirations. Like you said, now you're starting like your YouTube channel. And it's like a whole you know, it's like you start from the beginning almost. And it's kind of like as overachievers um, and entrepreneurs, girl bosses, we're like constantly like trying to evolve and do better and um, just create this pretty much empire for ourselves. And we need like men to be very patient about that. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I I find the the two uh, scenarios that seem to work best for high performing women or high performers in general. And and I see it at the conferences, like engage the wedding conference, the people who yeah. are married, I observe them and there's, it's, it's always two scenarios that work. It's either they have a super supportive partner that like you do you babe. So they're at mm. home with the kids and they're always off like traveling, doing their thing or the couples work together. And so I usually tell people, you have to get really clear on what support mm. looks like to you because mm. that looks different for everybody. Some people, they do want a partner that they can run the business with and they're together most of the time. And other people, they're very independent and they're fine having a partner that just says, you do you, babe. But I think um, that freedom to be us and having a supportive partner, like create the life that we want is very important. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you really need to just bring the best out of each other. I think that's what makes like the best partnership or marriage. I was going to ask you, like, it's kind of a spin on my like, you know, title of my podcast. But say like if you are a high achiever and you don't have so much self-love and maybe like you're always trying to like get that next thing to feel like good about yourself. Like, how do you change that mindset? How do you give yourself a heck yes? Like, is it like more self-care? Is it saying affirmations, getting a therapist? Like where would you kind of direct them to? Yeah, I it, uh, working on self-love, different things work for different people. I'm always a fan of therapy if one can afford to see a therapist. And the having the right therapist, I think is important too. So I think it's like, it's like dating, right? Like you, you go yeah, yeah, yeah. Like talk to a few and, and make sure you have like the right therapist. Um, and then also, I mean, there are like on Instagram, you you hear about like self-love, the bubble baths or go to the spa, whatever. That's like uh-huh. the easy stuff. Yes, you mm-hmm. should be nice to yourself and do nice things for yourself. Uh-huh. But I think it's also when you are feeling down or not good enough, your self-talk and how, uh, how accepting you are when you're not in a good place. Like talking to yourself Mm. how you wish someone spoke to you when you were a kid. Mm. When you can love yourself through that, I feel like that's when you know you're in a good place. Oh, that's a good one. That's pretty much saying that pretend you you are like your child, like 
talk to yourself as you would want to be spoken to. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And there's okay. certain visualizations you can do where you like pretend to talk to the kid version of you. And oh. if you're really present and go to a deep space, it can be like pr pretty emotional. Um, oh, and another one, I, I, um, I think a lot of us have stuff to heal with our parents as well. Mm. And uh, there's different routes to go about that. Uh, <laughs> therapy was helpful for me. Um, I did some programs that helped me with communication just uh -huh. so I knew how to open a conversation, like a difficult conversation where in the past I didn't know how so, so or mm -hmm. I wasn't healed so that I would like lash out and people just don't respond well to that or blame, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So did you uh, um I, I remember like I didn't do the research too far back, but I remember like seeing something you, you would go to like Mastin and Kip. Is that his workshop? Like the love? Uh, oh, I haven't been to his workshop. I, I've seen his content on social media. So yeah, I would follow a bunch of people like that. Uh -huh, and I was uh -huh. I was really, really into personal growth. Yeah. And probably for a good like six years, I just really dove into it. And I mean, the work doesn't stop, right? I mean, as you yeah, know, like after yeah. you're married and you have kids, like the work doesn't stop. And so it just takes constant um, self-awareness and the desire and the willingness to, to work on yourself. So you show up as the best version of yourself. Oh, I love it. Okay. One more question before a hot topic, um, which we've been talking about this whole time, but what is your, <laughs> what is your biggest accomplishment in business? I would just say overall it's, and I feel very lucky that I'm in, in a position where I was able to pursue this is just choosing something that I'm genuinely passionate mm. about. And then the other thing I'll say is also the, a positive impact on others that I get to help others like change their life, like help people be, if I could help people be just a little bit happier. Mm. I mean, that's like what, I feel like that's what most people want. Like, I just want to be happy. I want to feel good. And I know what it feels like to not feel good, you know, to feel down. Yeah. Like it's tough. Uh -huh. So if I could just help people gain clarity and shift their mindset a little bit to feel better. Or I get really happy when I hear of people like they met their person, like I helped them meet their person or, you know, they're going to get, yeah. like, oh my gosh, no. that's a big deal. You've always been a positive light in my perspective. And like I read all your reviews on Amazon and it was just amazing. Like they said, like you really helped them find their, their soulmate. Um, and I love watching all your videos, you just, and your podcasts. And it's actually really, um, enlightening for me to learn about things from your from all the work that you've been doing so I just that's why I was so excited to have this conversation with you oh thank you thanks for letting me come on and also talk about this because I, I know normally you talk more about like business in the in the wedding world yeah 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 I just talk to people like I want to talk to that inspire me <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's super fun and I feel like uh dating and relationships is relatable for everyone yeah. Okay. So you kind of like, you know, alluded to this whole topic, but tell us why you chose this topic and we're going to go into like three, three little tips. I got in the last like two or three days, 18 inquiries. What the heck? Hey guys, you all know me. I'm Carissa Wu and I'm a coach for wedding photographers. I've also been a wedding photographer for over a decade. So I've been through it all. I was a shy, awkward girl and I've come so far. 
I'm now beyond passionate about helping wedding photographers not struggle how I did for so many years. It was six years into my business and I was so tired of being ghosted, nickel and dimed, and hearing the dreaded words, we went a different direction. I also knew I needed to find a way to not rely on referrals or paying $350 a month for the knot to get my leads. I didn't want to have anxiety about when my next payday was going to come and I wanted to scale my business. Fast forward to now, I created my very own stack system to help wedding photographers get constant leads and master the dreaded sales call and get a heck yes in 24 hours or less and charge more than four, five, six K. No more waiting around guys. This is our livelihood, our artistry and our passion. And we deserve to be respected, valued and paid for what we are worth. I've helped so many wedding photographers. Watch my 20 minute masterclass all about lead generation and closing the sale. The link is in the bio. You don't want to miss out on the wedding boom and you don't want to miss out on booking your calendar for 2022. It's engagement season, guys, so you don't want to miss this. See you guys soon. Sure. Yeah, this topic, just because I feel like everyone can relate to it, whether you are looking to create an intimate relationship or if you're already married, I feel like there's always ways that we can improve. And yeah. uh, um, I think a lot of us do. We value our personal relationships. Like in the end, like just say you're on like your deathbed and you think about all the things you're going to think about. It's usually not like, thank God I got published in Vogue magazine. You know, none of uh -huh. that stuff matters in the end. You think mm. about the people in your life and the impact that you had on them and that they had on you. And so I always think Aww. about that. So I'm like, how, how am I showing up? Am I doing my best with my personal relationships? Wow. That's so crazy. I, my anniversary was two days ago for my seven-year anniversary, and it was really – oh, thank you. It was really special for me, and I think him, because we had a really rocky marriage and really rocky 2021, like really probably the worst. It was just working so much and crazy. Um, and I feel like, yeah, we finally, after 10 years of dating, like accepted each other for who we are as people. and. It just felt so like, I don't know, we were both like really celebrating like he was going through my old photos and just like, wow, like I totally forgot about that. And we went through, we've been through so much together. And when we were fighting and not good, I just totally erased all the good memories from my mind. I was just like, wow, like I don't know you, blah, blah, blah. Like, why are we together? This and that. So like the anniversary thing was like, oh my God, like we do love each other. Whoa, you know? Oh, that's so lovely to hear. I actually, I wanted to ask you more about your marriage, but I just, I, I wasn't sure how much time we had, but I'm so happy to yeah, hear that. And also that's great that you share that too, because I, I mean, we, Instagram, social media, typically it's all talking about the positive stuff, right? And so when something's wrong, which what you said is very normal, like things are not always good. And yeah. that's okay. You know, like the pandemic just heightened everything. Like same with us, like Piet and I, we went through a house remodel during the pandemic. Wow. Uh -huh. Have you gone through a house remodel while living uh -uh. in the house? I no, don't no. recommend it. And I didn't know what to expect, but it was not a sexy time. Okay. <laughs> it was not a sexy time. It was so much pressure on us and like stress and you're just doing things. And I'm mm -hmm, sure we mm -hmm. don't have kids, but I'm sure with kids, sometimes it feels like that too. Like you're just doing and it, and it's easy. And that is a muscle that you have to work 
on as well, like want to work on is seeing the good in things Mm. and the gratitude because it's really easy. If you want to look at all the bad things, it's really easy to do that. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I really have to be conscious of that, of like, what's the good here? So I don't spiral into a negative, you know, spiral and hate your guts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I feel like for me, because you asked about me, um, Stu was attracted to me because I was high performing um, because, you know, I heard from the grapevine, like his ex was not. So they said like I was a fresh breath of fresh air, but then I felt like he resented me so much for me trying to be ambitious. And end of 2021, he was like so resentful to the point like he was just pretty much putting me down for everything. And I was like, where is this coming from? And I just, you know, truly understood now. I understand now that he like resented me for being always being gone. And I was like, I'm trying to like do this coaching thing. Like I'm trying to like get it off the ground. Like I'm trying to do the podcast. I'm trying to write a book. I'm trying to while shooting like so many weddings on steroids. And I just wasn't good at communicating my vision to him. So to the point where he wasn't on this journey with me and he was kind of like, when well, so when is this going to happen? You know, like the coaching thing. And I was like, dude, I'm literally doing everything to make it happen. But I think if I had better communication skills, I would have taken him through like the ups and the downs and like what I'm dealing with. But I think he was just kind of left in the dark. And then to the point where just like, literally, like we didn't know each other anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's no, that that's amazing that um, you guys were able to talk about and that it there's clarity now it it is important that and P and I too are we were just texting today about like, we're getting a lot better at at working as a team. And Mm. it's been almost seven years, you know, so that's another thing I've learned is things take time. It's not, you know, that it's natural and you're good and you skip away like in Disney movies, you know, like it takes time to get to know someone stuff happens in life and you have to adjust and you have to constantly check in with yourself and check in with the other person. Yeah. Are we on the same page here? And exactly like you said, sometimes if you wait too long, it can be really hard to come back together. So I, P and I are making an effort to constantly check in so we you know to avoid the drifting too far and then having it really difficult to come back yes what's up where are you at you know yeah (laughs) have your values changed (laughs) yeah oh (laughs) what does your vision board look like (laughs) shift things around (laughs) cool okay so back to the topic sorry for the tangent um so finding love for high performers take it away with tip number one stay open very Ooh. simple, but I think a lot of high performers are not open. And well, I mean, we can be pretty critical, you know? So, yeah. Because sometimes I'll, you know, I'm like, why don't you try talking to this person? And they're like, no. I'm like, I'm just saying, talk to them. Like, you don't have to marry them. But mm-hmm. when someone says, like, no, not my type, I'm like, I can tell they're not open at all. And you have to be in an open headspace in order Mm. to create, to let that love in. Cause it might look like, it might look different from what you think it's going to look like. So just to stay open. (laughs) Yes. I love that tip. I was just like six foot tall, Asian man, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And like next person I meet, like, (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, take it us, us away with tip number two. Tip number two, again, very simple, is stay curious. And this will help in all aspects of your life. You'll notice you'll be a lot happier if you are in a curious headspace. So not being hard on yourself if something doesn't work out the way you want. Like, oh, I failed again. No, like, what am I learning here? Or staying curious about your partner. That is a fantastic headspace to be in versus I already know everything about you and nothing's going to change. Staying curious, like, because people are always growing and changing too, right? And when you Uh approach conversations with curiosity, it goes a lot better. Oh my God, this is really therapeutic for me. (laughs) Your face is, it's cute. I, uh, yeah, it's just, I really never thought of it like that way because it's perfect for me because my husband, like he wasn't a cop when we got together and it took him like a while, like five years. And then so when he became a cop and like, you know, going through all this crazy stuff, he changed a lot. Kind of like for the better, honestly, but he was like more assertive, more outgoing, and it was like a new him. But when when you're curious about your partner, like you go into every like dinner with like like you're on the first date, mm-hmm. yeah. and when they feel like heard and love, I feel like they are, are going to get like give it back to you the same way. Oh, totally. It's a totally different energy. It feels so good when people are curious about you. And you have kids. So, you know, kids are curious about everything. It's so refreshing. Mm. You know, they don't pretend to know everything. There's, yeah, they want to know it. And it, for me, it it definitely, I have felt it. It makes me a way happier person when I approach life with curiosity. Oh, I love that word. I never like really associated that word with like your relationship. I love it. Okay. Um, I guess for our time sake, take us away with tip number three. Sure. Uh, tip number three would be focus on feeling good versus getting things right. Because mm. I think your emotional intelligence system, it's very wise. And I mean, that's mm. the goal in life too, is we want to feel good because sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're results driven you might have experience like oh like I want to go after this and you meet your goal and then after you get there you're like okay now what you know it didn't make you as happy as you thought it would and then you go on to the next thing and the next thing so when it comes to dating as well you know like sometimes we get so hung up like i want i need to make this work or otherwise i'm a failure you know but i'm like dude just focus on feeling good go on the dates to have fun and to feel good and that's when it like that's when it happens too right is when you're feeling good not when you're trying to force something so yeah do you watch the ultimatum no i (laughs) i just saw it (laughs) on um on Netflix as like one of the top 10. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. So they like have their partners, but they, and one's giving them like the ultimatum to get married, but then they date like the, they could date like the other six couples okay, uh, or, you know, the opposite sex. Um, and it's weird because when they find like the new one, of course, they're on like their best behavior. Like they're all like, haha, fun, fun, fun. And then they have the last three weeks to go back to like their initial person and then they become like a different person it's like what like 
that this per- this one person I'm talking about, I was like, whoa, like he's so he's such a good listener. He's so evolved. I'm sure he did therapy. And then I was like, he and the other girl was attacking him, and he just like took it so well, and he was so mature. And then he gets back with like you know the other um, his first girlfriend, and he like was acting like a child and like just fighting back and like you know going like this with his ears. And I was like, whoa, like. He just became like a whole different person. So it's just interesting just saying like, yeah, try to like actually have a good time. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to watch that show. Um, it's It makes me think of like, I mean, the real him is the one that acts like a child, right? Not the one oh, on yeah, his yeah, best yeah. Uh-huh. here. So uh, one more extra tip I'll give you if, yeah. you know, if your day is show up authentically as you from the beginning. If you want someone to love you for you and you want that ease in a long-term relationship, I mean, this sounds very logical, but like show up authentically as you. So don't do anything that you normally wouldn't do, like pretending that you like what they like or like pretending you're a super patient person if you're not. I mean, I did that just because I knew like I wanted to create a marriage where someone genuinely loved me for me. I didn't want to have to pretend or um, like play smaller to make them comfortable. I dated some guys who were not comfortable with me taking off traveling all the time. And I felt like I had to make Mm. myself small. I didn't want to feel like that. And I realized in order to create that, I had to show up in a way where they could see me like the real me. And so my husband like he knew what he was signing up for. You know, I showed him all mm-hmm. of me. Like I have, like, I could be a total pain in the ass. I don't like to be told what to do. And he, he knows uh-huh. that. And he'll say that. He's like, babe, I know what I signed up for. I'm like, okay, good. And he, and he genuinely loves me for me. It's such a good feeling. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite videos of you when you said that. I was like, yeah, I was like, stop trying to like put on this act because, you know, once you're married, like, you're not going to want to put on the this front anymore. It's just – it's exhausting. And if you don't show who you are, you're just going to end up like, you know, the heartbreak kid in yeah. the movie, you know, like yeah. Ben Stiller's wife. She just, you know, gets married and she learns that she was a cokehead and like she just – she was singing like obnoxiously the whole car ride and she was just – totally different person and he's like what the heck like I didn't sign up for this <laughs> so like no one likes to feel like that like tricked like what like who yeah <laughs> Wait, and of course <laughs> we do grow throughout you know the course of years but for the most part people want to know what they're signing up for and just think just think of whatever you would like or not like done to you you know and be that person and it's all like very simple and and easier said than done, you know, if there's like growth that you want to do or have to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of my content, it is, I like to simplify things because it is very simple. Doing it is another thing. But um, yeah, once you dive into the healing and improving communication and gaining clarity, it becomes a lot easier. Oh, I love this. I feel like I'm going to have a more amazing relationship after this conversation. But let me recap real fast. So number one, stay open. You know, don't put them on a box. Um, your love love of your life could be something you totally didn't imagine. Number two, stay curious, always about your significant other. So maybe you've known this guy for like over 10 years, but there's something that you didn't know about him 
maybe he's changing and evolving and you don't want to be like five years from now be say oh i don't even know him anymore or vice versa number three focus on feeling good not just the destination so feeling good with your husband maybe like go have some laughs like i was in vegas and with my girlfriends and we actually were talking to these men that were married and he said one of his friends was going to get a divorce and they were just like fighting. And he said, dude, get drunk. You too. Go to a porn shop. You don't even have to like buy anything. It's just freaking hilarious. Like <laughs> all you need to do is like have a night where you're just like cracking up and like finding that connection again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel good. <laughs> yeah. Have a fun night. Like don't talk about your problems, whatever. Like, like just be, be you guys like how you were like, like kids. So, and your last tip was, was it show up? Yeah, show up as as you, oh, yeah, as yeah, genuinely yeah. you. Let yeah. people see you. And I think a lot of high performers, um, we have trouble being vulnerable. A lot of us do. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing too. But that really opens up a lot of doors. Yeah, it's very to hard like to be your, vulnerable. Right? Like all your relationships will just blossom if you learn to be vulnerable. And it's something I constantly have to work on. Oh, okay. So let's go into fun questions. Um Let's see. Best advice from your parents? From my parents? Oh, I think my mom's. From my mom would be actually both of them. They both have a good work ethic. And my mom said, uh, be financially independent. That's my favorite thing that she has drilled into our heads. That's my sister and I. Uh, just because I, we both like having options and that's what she taught us that it would give us is options to be financially independent. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that video of her. She's hilarious. Um, now next question would be, let's see. Um, tell me a coachy question. Like if you had a magic wand, where would you see your business in three to six months? A magic one. Does that mean like best case scenario? Yes. I would love to have my own show, my own TV show. That is my oh. goal. If it can happen in three to six months, that would be awesome. Wow. And I, I, have I mean, a, I have a hookup. I know this girl that works at a reality company, so uh, I'll connect okay. you to her. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and there's there's so many um, avenues now. That's the good news for creators that there's uh, traditional media, but there's also new media that we can put out our own content on YouTube or whatever it may be. So I'm just doing and putting content out and I'm confident it'll get there when I don't know. But yes, I, I would love your contact. Okay, so you're a podcaster. Do you mind asking me a quick question? Oh, Oh, I could ask you any question. Yeah. When was the last time you were embarrassed? Oh, embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, I was this wedding, and I think it just was like the very start of the wedding, and I guess the grooms, they had, like, expensive, like, coat jackets. And then I put them, like, on top of each other, like, on the bed. And then the this guy, like, got really upset. Because they would get, like, wrinkled? 
I guess, but he was like, <laughs> oh, no, honey, you never do that to whatever Vershot she um, – oh, no. and I was like – I turned like bright red and in my head I was like, oh, my God, like I was so embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> but I'm like, shit, like that happens at weddings and you just kind of like have to brush it off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Lots of stuff like that happens. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, but why do you ask that question? I never got asked that before. It's a very vulnerable question, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're talking about being vulnerable and it's just like a lot of people like, I don't think... No, I don't like feeling embarrassed. Like no one likes to feel embarrassed, but just like, but we all have felt it. So yeah. Oh my God. Nice, that's to so funny. <laughs> nice to share. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I guess your lasting advice for our listeners and viewers about how to find your true love. If you are a high performer like me and Christine Chang. I think it goes back to just in general, when I say stay open that headspace isn't just like stay open to types. If you're open, you'll also be open to growth or where you need to do some work on yourself. Because yeah, if you're closed oh, off, you, you won't you won't be open to trying things like therapy or let me try reading this book or mm, you know mm-hmm. things like that. So I I would ask them, are you open? I love that. If, if okay, not, that's a really good. Yeah, if not, you have you need to be open to, to create what you want. <laughs> yeah, that's really powerful. Okay, I guess that was, that was a total mic drop moment, which you had plenty today. But tell us where everyone could find you. Um, I know you're all over the place. So. <laughs> I am. I'm on all the platforms. But I think Instagram's a good place. My Instagram is at C Chang and Co. And uh, you can just go to my website, christinechang.com. It has the link to, to my book on Amazon. If you're watching on YouTube, it looks like this. It's available on Kindle and paperback. Those are the two places I, or t- the two I will mention. I'm almost also on TikTok and, and all the podcast platforms, but you'll find it on my website. Yay. Thank you, Christine. I'm so happy thank we you, had this Krista. conversation. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.